I'd like to welcome you. One of the things that, 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 one of the things that I think are important to figure out when we're living life is there's a lot of time and space and thought and energy devoted to upskilling. So if you've got a skill set and you're in some kind of context, if you're, if you're in a business, if you're, if you're in a sport, there's a lot of focus on making sure that you keep on raising your skill, your skill set level, because you don't get stuck. What I'd like to present to you is a set of what I'd call life skills, which can up the game or up your game of how you, how you do life which would be very compelling because these skills could then assist you in every area of life, giving you the equipment, the tools, the apparatus to overcome obstacles, to become more fluid with the experiences of being and to become more resilient in the face of adversity and challenge. And that could be very, very precious. So, Let's begin with a predicament that we often have. And I'll discuss a particular scenario. And from that scenario, we'll build some principles and hopefully develop a methodology of approach. This is what happens. You're going for a, a job interview. It's one you've, you know, you really, you've like, you've looked, you've looked around and this is the job that you really, really are excited about. It ticks all the boxes of what you're looking for to make the next move in your career. You feel you have the, the resume that's going to help you get the job. You work, you've worked on your interviewing skills. You feel that you can present yourself well. And your eyes are set on landing this job. You arrive at the CEO's office. He's going to be doing the interviews, which is quite intimidating. And you walk in. You have the interview, and halfway through the interview, the CEO interrupts you as you're talking about yourself, and he says, look, I just, I actually just don't think this is, uh, this is for you. This is not relevant. Um, if we do have any openings, so, uh, you know, keep your eyes out, keep your eyes open, but goodbye. Whoa. Pretty intense, surprising, so. Uh, well, 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 well. <laughs> thank you have a great day have a great day so a little bit disheveled and disorientated you know, get up, take your stuff off you go you get to the elevator and you know you're on the ground floor and uh, somewhere between the first and the third floor the elevator just comes to a grinding halt. There's something, there's some fault in the system with electricity and you're stuck. You're stuck in the elevator. And of course that can be very kind of frightening and dramatic and well you're just kind of frustrated because you've just gone through this experience with the boss and now you're stuck in this elevator and so I mean this is like a day made in hell. Anyway they come and they, get, they, fix, they fix the elevator and you go down you get, you're get parked in level one you, and you, you look around for your car. <laughs> oh my gosh, was it level one that I parked in? Can't find your car. Um, and then you realize, oh, it was actually level minus one, not level one. And that took you like 20 minutes to discover that after literally going with your remote control, looking at every kind of similar car. And all cars start to look like your car in the dim light of the parking lot. You get down, you find your car, 
and you drive out and you turn right and um, smack huge traffic jam so you you know you've got your phone rigged up you call you call a friend you know you're in the traffic jam anyway and you're feeling really frustrated so you call a friend and you say oh you have no idea you have no idea no idea what kind of day I've just had and the friend says uh, listen I just don't have time for this call me later it's on the phone oh my gosh eventually you get home after sitting in that traffic jam for an hour you go to the couch before you go to the couch you go via the liquor the liquor cabinet you extract from the liquor cabinet an entire bottle of transparent liquid, which begins with a V, ends with an A, has an utka in the middle. And you take it. You don't even bother getting a glass. And you deal with your problems responsibly. Version number one of A Terrible Day terrible day and you know if you ask anyone how would you feel after a day like that they'll say miserable awful depressed frustrated angry I don't know lots of like these negative emotions and life skills if you've got like if you're a life skilled if you're skilled at the art of the war of life if you are a warrior of life a keen fighter so then you'll be able to negotiate that day and come out Smiling, engaged, invigorated. But how so? Surely you should be depressed and distraught. Well, let's think. What kind of things happen internally to produce those negative emotions that then become part and parcel of the baggage that I carry around with me into the rest of my day? I'm going to point out three components and those Three components will be the defining parameters of the kind of life that we live. Number one, the story in my head is real. That means the story in my head is my assumption as to what will happen in my day. The story in my head is the assumption that I make as to what will happen in my day. And if you caught me moments before my job interview and you said to me, let me hear a little about what's going on for you today. So I'd say to you, well, I'm going for the job interview. I'm relatively confident I'm going to get it. Um, and I say to you, well, what about the elevator? You go, what, what about the elevator? I say, well, how's it going to work? You go, swiftly. It's going to like take me to where I need to go to and then drop me where I, you know, not drop me, but deposit me where I need to be after I've finished my job interview. Um, tell me a little bit about the traffic. You go, well, there is no traffic. It's like, the roads are flowing. Um, and how about your relationship with like close friends? Are they going to be responsive to you today? Well, why not? There you go. That's my story. That's my story. That is my story. I've got my story. So what happens? Well, the problem is, the story doesn't turn out the way it was in my head. Because when I get into the CEO's office, and he, not so gently, tells me, Bye. <coughs> My story crashes. When I get trapped in the elevator, my story crashes. When I can't find my car, my story crashes. I'm enjoying the sound effect. I'm just going to keep on going. When I get caught in the traffic jam, 
My story crashes. My story crashes. And then I get home and I'm crushed. What is crushed about me? The story that was in my head. Why is it so crushing? Well, part number two. Experiences are there to validate me. So the story wasn't just a story. It wasn't just, oh, this is what's going to happen. And if it doesn't happen that way, then what? Then I'm a failure. I'm unliked. I'm incompetent. I'm very vulnerable to all kinds of forces. And since experiences are there to validate me, nothing of that stuff was happening in my day. So I feel dismissed. I feel endangered in some ways. I feel useless, incompetent, unworthy, unworthy, unworthy. What's it all about? Let me just go get that vodka and figure out how to deal with this thing in a responsible way by getting blind drunk. (laughs) And the last component of this toxic anti-warrior mindset is that I don't believe I can change and therefore I'm stuck. Put those three destructive components together. The story in my head is true. Events are there to validate me. I cannot change and you have the ingredients to make for yourself the most miserable miserable life available to humanity. But we want to be warriors of life and come out the battle victorious. All we need to do, substitute the three destructive ingredients with the three ways of wisdom. Way number one, the story in my head is just a story. It's not a reality. It's just an assumption. It may or may not happen. It may very well, very well not happen. It's just a story. It's just a story. Experiences are there to be learned from. And I can change completely and radically. We're going to take those warrior mindsets back into my day and let's see what happens. Meet me in the morning and say, how's your day going to turn out? I say, I have no idea. I think, I think it may turn out this way. But I'm ready and poised to adapt if it doesn't. In the middle of the interview, as the CEO curtly puts an end to my discussion, I think to myself, hmm, I thought that this interview would go differently. I was wrong. I wonder why not. And I get curious. And I start to think to myself, wow, I thought my resume was good. I thought I really presented well. Why is he just missing me? And in the moment, I say to him, whoa, this is, a, this is a surprise to me. Could you please like share with me like, why are you so eager to stop this interview? I really... And then he goes and he explains to me, he says, look, you completely missed what the job was about. Your resume didn't have the right qualifications. And you just, I really look as if you've misapplied, to the, you've applied to the wrong job. And I go, 
wow. <laughs> you know, the truth is, I sometimes like when I get excited, I skip over details. I must have done it this time. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has been so, so powerful for me. What, what, what a learning experience. I walk out the office, you know, spring in my step. Huh, I'm not going to make that mistake again. Experiences are there to be learned from. The story in my head is just a story and I can change. Whoa, go, go to the elevator. Go down the elevator. Whoa. Oh, stopping between floors one and three. This is, this is odd. Normally elevators don't do this. You know what? Sometimes they actually over-rely on technology. You know, our world is, is kind of automated. Sometimes I take that for granted. Sometimes it's actually very good to be, have a chance to reflect on how fragile and vulnerable we really are. And I feel humbled. What an amazing experience, because I, sometimes I actually think I'm in control. It's good to recognize I'm not. Well, such a releasing feeling. It actually calms me. And I wait there calmly in the elevator, and then I get to the floor, and I can't find my car, and I think, again, if that attention to detail, you know, that caught me with the CEO and it's catching me again. I actually have to, I'm so excited to be able to work on that. I'm going to have to think of a strategy to do that. And then I get the traffic jam and I think, you know what? Perfect opportunity. Perfect op- I can't change the traffic, but I can change myself. Perfect opportunity to listen to that TED talk I've been meaning to listen to. And by the time I go home, I've just had the most amazing day. I don't even need to go near the, anywhere near the liquor cabinet because, hey man, whoa, what a power day. What a power day. There's two ways of living your life. You can. I can. I can remain trapped in the fixed mindset, governed by the illusion that the story in my head is reality that people need to validate me and experiences need to affirm who I am and that I can not change. But why would I want to live in that prison? Why wouldn't I want to get the keys to free me from that cell and experience the liberation of recognition that the story in my head is merely a story? That experiences are there to be learned from and that I can change, and I can do so dramatically. That's called the growth mindset. You can be in the fixed mindset and trapped into a stagnant, frustrating roller coaster of life, or you can be in the growth mindset and be liberated, not from the pain, because there's always going to be pain. Letting go of a story is not easy, but you can be liberated from being prisoner of your own mind. The lessons of growth mindset, developing what we call the warrior mentality, have been embedded in our spiritual culture since time immemorial. The Ramchal, the great Kabbalist, describes The world is a war and us is a warrior. Every event that occurs to us, those which are challenging and those which are easy to deal with, 
are ways of inviting us to become bigger and better people. Things happen, not randomly, but to prompt exponential growth in self. He shares with us the idea that there's an engineering component to the experiences in our life. Not only are they growth opportunities, but the way that our lives unfold are purposefully designed to bring out the growth opportunity which is required for me in this moment to be able to progress to the next level of my own self-development. The Ramchal shares with me the notion that I am not the author of my life and the story is not mine to be told. I am a character. The author is way above me. My role, I have to figure out for myself, looking and understanding my powers and talents. And then I have to know how to play the part based on my character as the new and different occurrences hit me, come to me, and try to lead me forward or backwards. I'm not the author, I'm the character. And I don't have the lines that I need to read. I have to figure them out as time goes on. It's a challenge. But oh my gosh, isn't that so exciting? Isn't that creative? And as life throws, throws its melons or lemons at me, depending on how you read the word, I catch them, make lemon tea, or simply use it as a makeshift volleyball. And then I start to recognize that, wow, one second, if life is a challenge, it means I play a role. It's not that if this happens, then. There's no if then. Do you know what? There's no causality because of X event, there must be X reaction. No! There could be event, and then there could be reaction A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K. If a person interrupts me in the middle of a business interview and tells me, you know, you're just not right for the job. So one reaction, anger, frustration, sense of failure and humiliation. Another reaction, excitement, curiosity. Another reaction, happiness at the fact that I can stand in front of a person and I have such a strong sense of self-worth that it doesn't even bother me and it just makes me curious. Contentment, that I don't feel completely at the mercy of others for my emotional well-being. Courage, that I can now take into my own hands my future life. The reactions are practically unlimited when I embrace the growth mindset, recognize that life is a war, I'm a warrior, and the fight is delicious. What a different way of living, what a different way of waking up in the morning, how more challenging. But in order for this to happen, something internally has to shift. We need to be able to let go of the story. But this is the problem. This is the problem. If I know, or if I feel, or if I think that life needs to validate me, well then my story has to come true, otherwise my life is in tatters. 
So if I think in order for me to be worthy, I need to get the job, then I have to get the job. And when I don't get the job, there's nothing. I get an internal short circuit. In other words, in order for me to be able to have the power to let go of the story, I have to develop my own sense of intrinsic and inner worth. And recognize that external events can neither make nor break me. Because I have worth. I am worthy because I'm worthy because I'm worthy. And there's nothing in the world that can detract from that. Is my gift, my privilege as a human being. I have within me the power, the transcendence of infinity. And I'm worthy because I'm worthy. I have a struggle, I have a mission, and I have a purpose. And I have to man up, become a powerful fighter for expression and for the victory over the trials and tribulations of a tumultuous life. And that's okay. Because I'm anchored in the solidity of an infinite self. The pathway forwards to create emotional resilience is to embrace the deepest part of who we are. The ineffable, inviolable, deepest, essential core, the soul. With that, there's nothing that can touch you, ever. Because all you're in life is to strive to express that greatness. And sometimes you fail and sometimes you succeed. But you never lose it and you can never lose it and you can never lose it. There's one small vial of oil that can never, ever, ever be contaminated. And from that small, small, tiny bottle of oil, you can generate a light that will last forever. Don't despair and think just because it's not visible for you and it's hidden that the light doesn't exist. Struggle on. Soldiers, struggle on.